Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sox fans, that was Scott Riker uh, kicking on our, well, I guess you call it our, our theme song. Thank you, Scott. He is on the mend. He's going to be back with us probably with some podcasts here in the offseason. Oh, my goodness. It is Mothership Podcast number 70. I'm Brett Ballantini hosting via costume, but you couldn't tell. Uh, my costume obscures, and we have many other. This is a time you're probably going to go over to the South Side Hit Pen youtube channel and watch this podcast because apparently we've spontaneously decided in a a very crucial meeting uh earlier today that all the socks of us uh festivities should be done costumed and you know you might want to check us out because we're all well most of us are indeed costumed welcome to socks of us we have a huge room of folks who are going to participate in Something we don't have a pithy title for, but essentially it is uh, favorite games of the year, Um, top games of the year. Uh, Most of the folks in this room here have written on one. uh, And so I'm going to pretty much just go through chronologically and, you know, calling everybody when their time comes up. 
But uh, hey, welcome, Mary Saxavis to all, and let's have a nice podcast night. Uh, a special, special welcome to Keelan Ballou back with the team. Apparently, she was waved, and I didn't even realize I'd waved her off of podcasts. Wasn't that sweet of me? Thank you for sticking with me, Keelan, and showing up. I'm hurt, but I have a forgiving heart. <laughs> showing up mustachioed and... <laughs> Again, you might want to watch. It's the Southside Hit Pen YouTube <laughs> channel. And coming in late, uh, even though I don't believe he is written, uh, writing out a game, we'll talk to him towards the end of this podcast. It's Tommy Barbie Penguin, I believe. Penguin. That's right. Hello, right. world. Okay. Uh, all right. So I uh, we're going to talk about top games. This uh, the, the post on, is on site. Uh, as you listen to this podcast, you probably already read it. We are recounting top games of the year. They might not necessarily be the best games, uh, but they probably are. And we are going to go in somewhat chronological, chronological order uh, with the folks who actually wrote on the games. And guess what? That means the, the mustachioed one. She's here. It's we had to have her here. We couldn't do this podcast without her. Is Keelan Ballou writing on a game that she witnessed, I believe, in person, and is hard? Yes. You'd be hard pressed not to pick this as the top game of the White Sox season. Is way back when you were probably wearing six or seven layers for an April game, and a guy named Carlos Rodon took the mound. Yeah, just some guy that like I was like, okay, that guy that left the team and. Now he's back. Whatever. No big you, deal. You already bought the ticket. So yeah, exactly. I, and I would say that's a good way to put the vibe <laughs> around that game. It was my first post, well, not post COVID, but my first post COVID as a mass thing um, game. And so I was just honestly super excited to be there. I had trouble paying attention the whole time because, well, you know, it was just like great to be there. The yeah. atmosphere was really good. Um, yeah, it was a little chilly. I think I was wearing like three layers that night. Um, and yeah, I, I wasn't even really paying attention that much. I knew it was a good, I, I think Bieber was pitching that night and it was like a, a very good, it was a good matchup and, you know, they were just both kind of rolling with it. And then I think it was maybe the fifth or sixth inning that it was like, oh, wait a minute. And then it's like, holy crap. And you could tell collectively everyone was like, it, it just got kind of quiet and eerie. Um, and then, you know, everybody was like, holy shit. And then there was all this tension and, and people would start to kind of started murmuring about it a little bit. Um, and it was just amazing after being out of crowds that big for so long and not having, that was like the biggest event I'd been to in a while, just to have this collective feeling and, and just this energy in the air and knowing it was the beginning of the season that we all had a lot of high hopes for. It was just like, Holy crap. And obviously with few expectations from Rodon, it was yeah. like, okay, he's for real now. Um, so I don't know. It was a super special game to be at and, and to witness and very unexpected. Again, I was just happy to be there and bam. Not that we're trying to steal your thunder. I believe that uh, Dick and I, during his very brief, as it's turned out, his very brief appearance with Southside Sox, uh, come back, Dick, <laughs> please come back to us. But were you there at the game or at some point with Mr. Saves Tuesday to catch yeah, that game? I was. Yeah, we watched it together. And he actually was like, at one point, just like, wait a minute something's going on and I was like I don't even like what are you talking about and then he was like look at the numbers and I was like oh shit mm -hmm. 
So yeah, it was pretty cool. And was, we had a good, we were in the 500, like 530s, I think. Oh, perfect so perspective. Really sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It was awesome. And and whenever, you know, he had that, that final out, everybody rushed him and we're, they were hugging him and it was just like, this is awesome. And for it to be at the beginning of the season, it was great. Keelan it's really Bal- weird talking about all this with a mustache on. Keelan Ballou slash Juan Valdez giving us her uh, and uh, the, her footage available somewhere on Twitter, uh, I believe. Uh, was this the first time, Keelan, you had ever booed, uh, uh, viciously booed at someone's toe, someone's foot? Oh, man. Yeah. So that was, that pissed me off. I mean, <laughs> you know, because how many like perfect games have there been? Like 30, something crazy. Uh, I think so it's I was like 20 ish. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And I was like, no. But at the same time, it was like, I mean, the odds of seeing a no hitter also, I was like, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> Unexpected probably. Evening. I was just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? And like later on, I watched it and I was also uh, texting my Tigers fan brother the whole time. So oh, rub it in. Yeah. That dirty. We haven't talked about your brother for a while, probably because you haven't invited a podcast for about three and a half years. <laughs> But now, dirty brother. Uh, it's now, if you uh, uh, freshly coming off of picking beans, or are you not actually Juan Valdez? Who 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 are who are you, Keelan? Or is I'm this just a, your alter ego? I was too lazy to go downstairs and get my Gumby costume, oh, so okay. I was like, I have a cowboy hat, All right. and some an eyebrow pencil, so I'm just a cowboy. Okay, with a like handlebar. You know what? I can't grow facial hair necessarily, so I just want to try it on <laughs> so sometimes. Sad. <laughs> maybe you give it a few years <laughs> well yeah key, key welcome to the guy side for this podcast for number 70 welcome to the guy side Feels you can good. spin you can scratch mask. just go for it there are no rules <laughs> this is good news for you no more rules uh okay moving down the Freedom. line this is tricky because we got sort of a, a a double pack a double header from zach hayes aka the white mamba <laughs> uh, so uh, Zach, if you don't want to like take too much of the uh, the stage, you just talk about one of the games. But you are covering a another Rodon masterpiece, but also a six home run game from the White Sox, which uh, for the season was pretty notable. Um, yeah, just first of all, shout out Brian Scalabrini, White Mamba yeah. will live forever um, as a timeless <laughs> low effort costume as well. So. Oh man. Yeah. I, that second Rodon game, which if I remember the date, right, is July 18th um, against Houston was just to build off everything that Keelan just said, like that might've been the peak of the season in a lot of different ways. I think that was, that was when they hit 20 games over 500 for the first Mm -hmm. time. They shut down a very, as we see very, very good Houston lineup two days in a row, just kicked their asses and, uh, I was, it was like a, it was a Sunday afternoon and it was, there were a decent number of people, but I was able to make my way to pretty, pretty close to the action and seeing it up close was, was, he was just stronger than them. It's hard to make Jordan Alvarez and Carlos Correa just look bad and overpowered, but that's what he did. He threw nothing but fastballs and sliders. And I, I looked into it a little bit and he got, uh, 12 swings and misses against Astros hitters on fastballs and only two other pitchers this past year got to 10. One of them was Max Scherzer, which tracks and the other was Andrew Heaney, which does not. But uh, anyway, yeah, he, he was something special that day. That was really, I mean, 
think of the date. It was it was not all downhill from there, but that was really the point where you thought, man, like Rodon is the best pitcher in baseball. They could really they haven't even gotten their Eloy and, and Luis haven't come back yet. Uh that was when all the possibility was still open. And and man, just that kind of dominance is is rare and we know it. So and you're right, Zach, it turned out to be pretty much the highlight, not, maybe not of the season, but of the White Sox season series with Houston. There were not many highlights, so uh, you really caught the, the, the special one, the, the magical one. Uh, Scalabrini, I've spoken to you before. I did not realize that you had such an insightful baseball mind. I really didn't. I, I didn't. I, I'm sorry. I guess you're full of surprises. Multi-sport, multi-sport, well-rounded, you know. That's the power of the redhead, can I say? And a good look, you know, the naked arms. Again, folks, dial up the, the YouTube channel. I'm I'm wearing the, the shorts, arms. too. I'm not going to oh. get up, but I'm wearing the shorts, too. Oh, I man, got we, the, need, we yeah, need a Katniss. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, I was going to say, let's get it. <laughs> mishap to force you up in the door, but thank you. A bonus I'll give you a little runway, runway show at the end. But. Again, www. Southside Hit Pan on YouTube. Go check it out. You guys just missed it. Uh, okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to squeeze in as many of these other games and talk to as many of these other people as we can. Uh, I'm, I'm breaking early because, you know, I just got to sell, sell, sell for SB Nation. We will be back in a minute. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, White Sox fans. If you're watching on YouTube, it wasn't a minute. It was just a brief second. We are celebrating Soxivus. Uh, along with, thankfully, uh, Penguin Barbie did join us. He is the mastermind of Soxibus. We will allow him to claim some credit here toward the end of the podcast because it's all him. It is all him. Tommy Barbie. Not Brett Valentini, your host right here. Not even the briefly now masculine Keelan Ballou. Uh, it is podcast 70. We are celebrating Soxibus. We don't know the name of it, but we've decided that this, uh, this week of Soxibus is costumed. And most of us are, including white mamba delicious uh we are moving now to oh i'm scared of this one because we had a whole podcast about this and i got beaten bloody by half of the estro power hour over field of dreams but that game on august 12th crystal o'keefe it just made you lighten up just a tiny bit on the movie or corn or something no i still hate the movie but um it's garbage i'm sorry but the game itself. Let's talk about the game. Was a bit more special. Also, I am Joe Goldberg from You, or also Joe Rhesus, depending on if you're <laughs> <or> not. <clears throat> We're twins. Um. Anyway, that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
stop laughing because I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, well, I picked that game because it was just completely wild, and I kind of wanted to talk shit about the movie in that pair, like, three paragraphs I actually wrote about it. But at the same time, it was an awesome game. It was really, really cheesy and really stupid. But at the same time, like, Zebby Zavala got a home run, which was completely wild. There was, like, a Tim Anderson walk-off, which mm-hmm. felt like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Like, it was wild. Jose Abreu got the first home run, which was exciting because those don't happen in Iowa. Um, Man, it was – and it's just really nice to beat the Yankees, even though they killed us for the rest of that series. It was just nice to do it, like, on a highly anticipated game where every single person was watching that you can see Tim Anderson just dominate for a little bit. So – And it didn't count, Crystal. Uh, You'll see in the standings the fact that they lost like the other five games or whatever during the season. It didn't really the the Field of Dreams game is what counted. That was about three wins worth, I think, just because of the drama, because of the corn, because of the deliciousness of the movie. Uh, Come on, you know the truth. You know the truth. The movie is much like Dylan Cease eating the feeding corn that was not actually sweet corn. (laughs) He's a city boy. Uh, well, Crystal, next year when you dress up as your compadre in the Indianapolis field office, Joseph Rhesus, you need to remember the pinstripe uniform. But other than that, you nailed it. I also you put my contacts it. in so I could see. So oh, I okay. really All right. Okay. Next time, put wear the glasses. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, Crystal. Uh, and we, okay, see me after class about that Field of Dreams thing. Okay, Adrian Serrano chose a game that is near and dear to my heart. It might be one, along with the Rodano hitter, that I might have chosen. And of course, Field of Dreams, for many reasons, Crystal. Uh, the ridiculous Grant Park's 16-inch softball league game against the Cubs, 17 to 13, complete nonsense. And if there's anything that says a Tony La Russa managed team in 2021, it's ludicrousness and ridiculousness so it is the perfect game to talk about and write about adrian you chose it talk to me i did um yeah it's a good lead-in too because those three games before me are probably my other three favorite from this year so out of the the field of dreams game kind of touched on it but this 17 13 game um at guaranteed rate is just kind of everything that makes me love baseball it's just outrageous it's like nothing makes sense it's like I don't even know who Frank Schwindel is. I still don't believe Frank Schwindel is an actual living person. Like, I feel like that's like a creative player. Um, but just this lineup coming in and then uh, Yasmani Grandal being activated that morning officially and having eight RBIs and two home runs and a double. Um, we have Reynaldo coming in for five innings of perfect uh, relief pitching after uh, Dallas gives up six in the the first Um we had been arguing for about two weeks at that point after I think at the d- deadline about whether or not uh, Kimbrell was ever going to be successful if he wasn't pitching in the ninth. So he finally gets the pitch in the ninth and he gives up a three run homer after, you know, looking pretty good for the first two hitters. So like it was just a bonkers game and it was uh, coincided with, uh, you know, my first uh, live music concert, you know, of uh, the post pandemic era. So like it was just a crazy night and I was in Wrigleyville and the, White Sox fans had kind of taken over Wrigleyville. There wasn't a lot of Cubs fans to be seen <laughs> anywhere that I went. Um, so it was just kind of a, it was a cool night that uh, I felt like the city kind of changed over a little bit uh, this year. 
sneak preview of the rest of the 2020s north side uh yes it is definitely you know adrian he didn't really pay attention he just decided to like write a feature so that is running uh alongside uh the feature piece where everybody's paragraphs are in and of course this podcast so make sure to check that out because he's got some crazy stuff going where he's at the concert and he's digging the band and the white sex are kicking ass and then maybe so they're not and then craig kimberl suddenly decides he wants to make it a save situation uh, it's a very fine piece, and and thank you for the extra effort uh, you I didn't, put out. I didn't, I didn't read the uh, I didn't read the assignment. <laughs> I just started into it. <laughs> He's a rocker, man. Just let the guy write, okay? Just let the guy write. All right, we are going to wind up for the uh, official uh, among the guests here, the official writers in all of this, uh, and we're going to scoot all the way to almost the end of the season, almost the very last game of the season. Joe Reese's chooses maybe the other good Houston Astros game this year for the White Sox, and that is a playoff win. Can you spin this to make me feel good about it, Joe? Sure. I mean, it doesn't get much better than comeback wins in the playoffs. Uh, I was feeling very much like the season was going to come to an end that night. I mean, they fell behind five to one early on. And really, the first two games didn't give us much reason to believe that they were going to make it a competitive series at all. So... I was already thinking ahead to the offseason after the Astros jumped out to that early lead. And you know, the bottom of the third inning was just a complete uh, turnaround as far as you know, my emotions were concerned. And, and uh, as you could hear on the broadcast, even uh, the reactions of the fans at Guaranteed Rate Fields uh, were very good to hear. And... So they came back and won that game, and uh, by the time that game came to an end, uh, you know the, the pathway to coming back to win that series was still there. I mean, this team could absolutely you know, win two more games, and uh, you know, they wasn't you know still a long shot, but I mean, still gotta take those wins in the playoffs when you can get them. Uh, that especially one of you know that's. Uh, level of excitement with Leori Garcia hitting that big three-run homer and that chaotic bottom of the fourth inning with Yasmani Grandal just um, breaking the system and um, teaching us all a rule that we probably didn't know about. I certainly didn't know about it in that, um, that interference call. That was really exciting. And um, it was also on my birthday, so that helped. Yeah. Season oh, so now we know. On my oh. birthday, so that was a bonus. Okay, so now we got it. It has nothing to do with the playoff game or the black. <laughs> Let's not forget this, you know, as much buildup as we gave and as much credit we gave the, the blackout. I mean, that was the blackout game. That was the only successful one. That was the one at night where it actually looked – uh, sort of cool. Now, I don't know if anyone in the room was at that blackout game. Uh, Mamba, were you at that one? Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, he looked, yeah, yeah, he was all about the blackout, no doubt about it. But I mean, you know, uh, there's even talk about, wow, which one was, which one was better, 2008 or 2021? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to vote 2008, but you know, whatever. Jackie Kressel's got, she's got, she's not with us, but she's got like towels from every game. She's got towels from both of those games. So she can tell us. We'll talk to her later in the off season and find out which was better. Uh, okay, Joe, uh, again, next year or, or maybe later in the socks of a season, when you dress up as Crystal, I mean, this is going to be a chance. It's going to be a little tougher for you. You've got to get the tats. Uh, you've got to wear, well, you, you got the glasses. So you're, you're, you're there. Uh, hair, I'm afraid to say, you're going to have to let, you know, let it grow. Yeah. Uh, so I guess next challenge. year. Yeah. Maybe it's orange next year. right now too. So. 
Okay. Well, all right. Maybe orange makes up for the lack of length. You just something to consider if you, if you, you know, if you want to dive into this, you know, and you, you, you probably should, this is your, you know, you guys are in cubicles right next to each other in Indianapolis. Come on. Uh, okay. We have two wild card uh, guests here who have not committed to writing, but are still uh, allowed to vote for a favorite game or harumph a game that we've already discussed. I am unsure if Trooper is there, but if he is, Trooper, uh, first of all, welcome. And uh, do you have a favorite game or do you just want to second something else that was rolled out here by one of our other wonderfully costumed and talented writers? Well, hey, Brett, thanks for having me. Uh, first off, I hope I hope you like my costume. <laughs> yes, very nice. Uh, I've never seen one like that. Um, I'm the invisible. I'm the Invisible Man. All right. The Invisible Man effect is extremely good because we can't even hear you at this moment. So we are going to give you a chance to come on back, Mr. Uh, Trooper. You know, I'm going to try and go a different route here. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with May 5th at Cincinnati. Okay, okay. Oh, no. All right. We, you can't hear me. Yeah, we're going to see if your connection, we're going to see if your connection gets okay. better. Uh, and we're going to have, we are determined to have back. a terrific debut uh, from Trooper. But we're going to switch over to Tommy Barbie, the penguin, who is going to discuss, oh, I don't know, he's the Festivus, or he's I, the Saxivist guy. Let me know if you can hear me or not. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, move on to Tommy here, Trooper, because we cannot hear you. Uh, and Tommy, what do you got for us? Um, I really, I, I think just kind of going through the season, it really cemented uh, kind of the highs and lows for me because it was like even the great games that we discussed. I still go back to like the Field of Dreams game, as great as that ending was, like thinking about all of those home runs that were given up. And um, just like there, there was a lot of. <laughs> this is a White Sox angst. fan talking right here. This <laughs> there was is a, a White lot Sox of bullpen fan. angst leading up to the dramatics <laughs> of the Tim Anderson walk off. And, um, you know, the, the softball game of the White Sox Cubs game where it was just like, it, you know, that, that was just a. Tony LaRussa masterclass, I think, of the 2021 season. <laughs> Everything that you could uh, complain about was there. And I mean, he did good. They made the playoffs. They did. They did. And, you know, they did so well that, like, you know, you had the Rodon game where that was the game to me where Ultimate Cynic here felt like, okay, this team could be something. Right. Because that really was the game where. Um, in that series where they mostly did so well against a team like the Astros, where you really felt good about the overall direction of things. So um, really hats off to uh, the <laughs> folks that covered those games, because I think those were really great games to look at. But, um, you know, it's just it's interesting kind of looking back on the season and those particular games and some of the red flags that were there, but also some of the, the highlights as well. Tommy, thank you for giving us the gift gift of Saxivus. It has become a month long plus celebration, including even merchandise, which maybe someone sitting right here, maybe with guitars behind them, is participating in. And come Friday or so, we're going to unveil 
the sacks of his pole, apparently. <laughs> this stuff we're just making up as we go along. And so is Tommy. Don't let him fool you. Don't let him fool you. Uh, but thank you. Uh, for this wonderful idea of Saxivus, because we're, listen, we're also, look, we got eight people celebrating right here, seven of whom we can hear right now. So, uh, and, and one of whom really shouldn't be mustachioed, but is, and you gotta like that. You gotta like that. Uh, hey, let me throw my game in. Well, at least I'm going to throw in this because I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm going to steal some of um, the crystal and, and Joe and well, Zach, all, all of us, I guess, uh, steam. And I'm going to go by championship leverage index. Ooh, uh, no, actually it's a stupid game because, you know, let's face it. There wasn't much champion le- championship leverage. Uh, there was not much tension to the season itself. The whole second half is like, okay, when are they going to clinch? Uh, but according to that, the game, the white Sox won that was like most crucial to their championship aspirations would have been May 31st is an eight to six victory in extra innings, fake extra innings. Cause it was double header, uh, against Cleveland and Crystal's going to be especially excited to know that in part of a three run eighth inning. Jose Abreu did put together the game-winning RBI. Uh, in fact, he didn't put, he put the game-tying RBI. Game-winning RBI came from Homer, Adam Eaton. So we sort of get to celebrate. We get to say goodbye. You know, frankly, I might have chose the game, the first game the White Sox played after he got waived. That might be my favorite game of the year. That might be the one I still write up. I haven't written mine yet. I may still choose that. Or else, who knows? Maybe I'll just celebrate. A tiny tear will hit my cheek, and I will say goodbye once and for all to Adam Eaton by writing about the championship leverage index game 1.76 crucial game at the end of May for the White Sox championship aspirations. Um, Hey, uh, Keelan, uh, welcome back. Nice to have you around. I hope that you join more podcasts when I bother to invite you. Thanks. Okay. I will. (laughs) That's good. Hey, uh, Indianapolis field office. Thank you for joining. Really. I mean, not going to, not going to expect like a freaky Friday, but if it happens, I'm not going to say no. So just go throw that out there guys. Okay. Next uh, time it's going to be Joe and I in the same room and you have to guess who's who. Oh, totally. Right. And then put, put, put a, put a good enough, like a uh, curtain between you and well, man, we're really going to be confused. Um, uh, Serrano, we look forward to Saxivus poll. Uh, excellent work. Uh, that's something for everyone uh, listening because we're just having our own private party here. We don't care about any of you listening at this point. We're just chatting. Uh, come Friday, Saxophist poll is unveiled. Tommy doesn't even know what it is. He's like, well, this sounds cool and I'm going to take credit. Brett's going to give me credit. I'll take credit. Thank you, Adrian. Uh, excellent extra work and for chiming in with uh, 8,000 words about the 17 to 13 football game that really does represent the White Sox season as good as any. It was an event. Yeah. Um, uh, again, uh, White Mamba, we got to talk more baseball. I'd never realized this. We just like talked about your weird roles, you know, like uh, waving towels on the bench. And, and look, as it turns out, you're a baseball analyst. That's sweet. Bulls are back. Catch me <laughs> in June, July. For real. See? Yeah. In Grant Park. Hello. Uh, he, he, he works for the Celtics now, actually. So, I mean, I don't know how much I can speak, but... Well, it's too late to disinvite you, um, Mamba. So, all right, you're here. Plus, you flashed a leg, so it's all good. Um, uh, uh, Tommy, again, uh, thanks for this. Um, It's the gift that keeps on giving. Now, next week, uh, preview of coming attractions. We started out ugly because we aired our grievances. These last couple weeks have been sort of sweet because we did the, uh, what was it, the battle of whatever, where you're supposed to murder. Pizza strength. Pizza strength, where you're supposed to murder Tony La Russa. I guess technically that's negative. I don't know. You know, I'll just keep my opinion to myself. Uh, 
this one was uh, a happy one. Uh, next week, we will reconvene to talk about worse games. And, you know, it'll probably be more fun. And who knows what the costumes will be. Freaky Friday. Uh, but we'll be doing that. And um, then, I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. Sagas of His Miracles. I don't even know what that is. But that's what's going to end this thing up. So as inner workings we're making it up as we go along uh as always here at Southside Socks. thank you for celebrating socks of us along with us it's a thing we didn't even know was going to happen but then tommy barbie said i'm ready to air some grievances and it's like okay the plan kicked into action uh tommy has it has it already grown is it basically you're gonna have to serrano get on this uh we might just have to have an advent calendar at this point because we have a lot did you think that this could possibly blossom as quickly as it did any opportunity for Sox fans to get together and complain, I think always bodes well for collective content. So thank you all for helping to see it through. Yes, it got you in a penguin outfit. It did. On camera. Exactly. So there's my gift under the tree. I don't care about Christmas any longer. It's Christmas in November for me. Uh, oh, well, everyone, thanks for listening. As always, if you're smart, you're watching. If you're not watching, I'm sorry, SB Nation killing your hits, but if you're not watching. What's the point? We're all dressed up. We got Juan Valdez up there kicking the coffee beans. We got Rockin' Serrano. I'm not sure what he is. He's just a cool dude. Whatever. Okay, that's awesome. White Mamba. Freaky Friday going on with the Rhesus O'Keefe. Galactus Invisible. Loving it. And Penguin. For God's sake. And then whatever I am. I'm, you know. Okay, well. We are going to do this again in a week, and we're going to talk about the ugly games, and maybe all of you will join me again. You are definitely welcome. Please, everyone, listen in for Podcast 71. It's Socks of Us frown face, frown emoji, whatever. Tommy, get on it. Uh, Serrano, get on it. Uh, Okay, uh, see you, White Mamba. See you, Valdez. See you, Crystal. See you, Serrano. See you, Invisible Man. See you, Penguin. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, come back in a week or so and listen to 71, because if if you're like Tommy Barbie, you like to complain. We're going to be complaining next week. Uh, enjoy the article. Enjoy, again, Merry Socks of Us. Merry Socks of Us all. <laughs> to all. A good night. <laughs> Merry Socks of Us.